this is Liz. And this is Kim. Thanks for joining us for episode six of Keep Up with Liz and Kim. Kim, can you believe it is already November? We're going to talk all things Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday. But before we do that, can we recap on Pumpkin Prowl? I'd love to. We had such an amazing turnout. The rain held off. The businesses brought it. The community showed up. It exceeded all of our hopes and expectations. It really did. And those costumes, so darn adorable. So fun. Whole families dressing up, the dogs getting dressed up. (laughs) Ton of fun to see. It was. Okay, now that we're out of October and into November, we're really talking Small Business Saturday. Support the businesses who are the backbone of our community. They help make our amazing Ada Village events possible, and they consistently support local schools, organizations, and of course, Discover Ada and the ABA. These businesses truly are what Ada is. They are, and they do support us in so many ways uh, with the brick-and-mortar businesses, uh, hosting trick-or-treating during Pumpkin Prowl, and now we're turning towards Tinsel Treats and Trolleys, where many of them will have activities at their businesses and engage with the community in a number of ways. They really, really help to make everything extra special. Speaking of Tinsel Treats and Trolleys, we'll be kicking off the holiday season on December 1st. This year, we'll have more trolleys, expanded Santa's Village, Of course, the Festival of Trees will be back. There's going to be a new candy cane forest near Lake Michigan Credit Union with a Letters to Santa station. So much fun. Wow, Ada Village is really going to be a winter wonderland with T3 happening, the window competition, the business's windows really shining holiday season. It's going to be beautiful. Ada is magical for the holidays with the lights, the trees, all the decorations. It is so much fun for families to come down and spend some time together. So looking forward to seeing it again this season. So today's podcast, we have a special guest from the Ada History Center, where Mrs. Claus is located for Tinsel Treats and Trolleys and Storytime. Our guest is Kristen Wilds, museum manager. Kristen is one of Ada's greatest cheerleaders. She is not only responsible for documenting the history of Ada, she is instrumental in creating events that preserve our local history and helps to create new memories through experiences like music on the lawn. I am so excited to talk to Kristen today. I am too. Let's get started. All right, we are super excited to have Kristen here today with us to start off your interview with Kim and Liz. We are going to start with, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm from here. I am from, well, I hate to say it, but Cascade, but I'm a Forest Hill Central grad and um, lived away for 15 years. I lived in Austin, Texas for a while and on the East Coast in Delaware, and we came back to be near family and have been here for about 18 years. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Time flies, huh? Time is amazing. Yeah, it makes no sense. But um, yeah, and now we live in Ada. Fantastic. And how did you get involved with the Ada History Center? When we moved back here, I had two young kids. Um, I have a master's in museum studies. That's one of the things we were doing when we were out in Delaware. And when we came back here, I had the opportunity to stay at home and be with my kids for a few years, which was wonderful. But I wanted a volunteer opportunity to kind of keep in the biz and keep my skills sharp. And um, Ada Historical Society reached out, and they're 
at the time, they were an all-volunteer organization and could use the help. And so they reached out for volunteers, and I said yes. And the role just kept growing. And over the years, they created a position that I now hold as museum manager. I'm the one. I'm an independent contractor, still otherwise all-volunteer organization, but... I love it. Yeah, that's amazing. And there are so many amazing things in the museum. Mm -hmm. Like, when I first... I live in Byron Center. So when I first came to Ada, you really learn about Ada and who... Like, the fur trading and who really created Ada. And you you build those. You build out all of those displays in the museum and you find the artifacts. And so what was your favorite display in the museum or your favorite artifact? I mean, that's like asking who your favorite child is, right? (laughs) I mean, they all have their favorites. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I, um... I guess I can say that there are some things that really spark my interest. So in 2020 and 2021, we completely renewed all the exhibits. So, um, you know, if somebody was there years ago, it's completely new. If you're new to the community, come on in, check it out. Because we had the opportunity to spend some of those down years recreating the museum. And it's fun. You mentioned the fur trade 200 years ago, Ada was an, in the fur trading network that extended across the globe. But it's it's fun. It's a tactile room. It's fun for kids and adults come in and make some connections. I have um, some artifacts that are off exhibit that I find particularly connecting. There's an old post office, uh, a bank of the P.O. boxes that was in the 1930s in the Ada post office. And then it moved to the 1950s post office which is um now the bookstore and the barbershop and but it has all the 1980s names on the back of the different stores and businesses and things and people that were here in the 1980s so sometimes it's the stories i love sometimes it's the artifacts i love it's just like constantly learning that's what's fun can you tell us a little bit about that fur training sure Yeah. yeah happy to so 200 years ago a woman named Madeline Laframbois came here uh, with her husband. They established a fur trading business. So in Europe, people were loving the beaver furs to create the hats, like think, you know, Napoleon kind of thing. And um, they needed to find new supplies. And so um, it's pretty amazing. Uh, her When her husband died, she took over the business and she was running um, trading posts all along the Grand River and out. And in the spring, they would paddle these freight canoes filled with furs that Native community had brought into the post all the way up to Mackinac Island. In the summer, spend the summer trading out for goods, pots, blankets, cloth, metal tools. And then in the fall, they would paddle these canoes all the way back down from Mackinac and distribute them along the Grand River to these trading posts. And she was just a boss lady, and she was amazing. And when she retired to Mackinac Island, a man named Rix Robinson took over her trading network, and he became the first non-native settler here. I think Robinson rode in Grand Rapids, and, mm-hmm. and, then, um, and then Ada. Pretty soon after that time, Michigan becomes a state, and Ada becomes Ada. 
That is, that is great. And I love that it was a boss lady. I do too. Started the fur trade and expanded (laughs) it in this area. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. She spoke four languages and she was making like four times as much as a typical trader at the time. So yeah, she was a boss lady. Yeah, that is amazing. And how nice that you guys had that opportunity to do a refresh of the exhibits and uh, really update the museum. So besides the fur trade, what else really fascinates you about the history of Ada? Um, For me, the role that I hold, I get to go to work every day and learn something new about this community. There's so many things to uncover, stories that haven't been told, new um, time periods to look into. Like, for example, what was Ada called before it was Ada? There were native communities here. And during that fur trade time, how what was it referred to? There's just things that if it sparks my interest, I have an opportunity to go that way. We have all these wonderful oral histories of people um, throughout, probably from about the 1920s forward, talking about what it was like to live in Ada over the different decades. And so exploring oral histories or getting out the photograph collection and looking back and seeing you know, what a 4th of July celebration looked like in 1976. And the, there's just endless things to learn. And then we hope to share what we learn as we go along, and we look to folks in the community to share with us stories uh, of their experiences here. So what do I love about it? I just love just learning all the time. And there's a historian, David McCullough, who says, history is who we are and why we are the way we are. And so that appeals to me. Local history um, really appeals to me in that way. Well, we can really tell your love for history. (laughs) Most definitely. So what would you tell somebody who, you know, is a young history buff, and how do you keep that history and interest and everything moving forward? Oh my gosh, it's everywhere, right? History is everywhere. Again, look around. It's why we are the way we are. Mm -hmm. If you're young and you look, well, if you're any age, come to the museum. We'd love to talk to you about history and, and explore together. If you're young, you can look for opportunities to read Find movies, documentaries, volunteer at a local organization. There's ways you can, you know, turn it into a career Yeah. <laughs> in, in the future. And, and maybe your interests are at an international level, international history or national uh, U.S. history or right down to the local level. There's so many different ways. Maybe you like the artifacts that you like engaging with these little treasures from history. Or maybe you like education and sharing that or social media or there are lots of avenues to feed that interest if you have it at all ages. Those are some great tips. And one of my favorite things that you do is when you post the older photos mm-hmm. on social media. It's a lot of fun when you stand in front of a, a building and you have a photo of what it mm-hmm. used to look like. Or uh, for when there's celebrations like the 4th of July and you post photos from past years. It's really a lot of fun mm-hmm. to you. see that. I think that's uh, brilliant uh, to use your social media in that way. Thank you. It's fun, right? And then we hope to get, again, people to share their memories with us, because then that just becomes part of our archives, and and we, you never know, you never know when it's going to become useful, and something to tell right now, we're doing a social media series that's all about street names in Ada, you know, who was Bronson, or right. Teeple, or Headley, names that we're familiar with, but why do we have streets named them? Side note, it's a goal in my life to get a street named after Boss Lady herself, Somewhere down the line, Let's we'll see if we can happening. make that happen. I yes. love that. It would yeah. be Madeline. If it happens, it's Madeline. That's the name of the street. I love it. Okay. We're behind you on that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
So are there any Ada History Center news or programs that you would like to share with our listeners today? As we are a 501c3 nonprofit, we are supported by the community. We have our annual fundraiser coming up. It's a wreath sale fundraiser. It begins on the 17th of November. It's evergreen wreaths. It's sale in the barn. There's order forms online. They could pick up forms in the museum or stop by the sale. But um, it really supports the Ada Historical Society activities. Just if I could take a moment to clarify, the Ada History Center that I have mentioned is the place. It's the museum, the barn, the gardens, the grounds. And the Ada Historical Society is the nonprofit that runs the Ada History Center. So in case that got a little confusing, that's what... That is great clarification because for so long, Kim and I would botch both of them together. Yeah, I know. And you're like, okay, Ada History Center. <laughs> got it, Kristen. We yeah. got it. We're Hoping good. to cut to the chase on that one. Yeah, no. Ada History. Yeah. Well, this is a wrap, and thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank, I mean, you. learning about the history of Ada and why we are what we are today. Well, we appreciate being part of this community and some of these wonderful events that celebrate community. And all of these things that you're doing become part of our history and in the archives now. So thank you. Thanks for letting me be involved. Thanks for joining us. Wow, what a great interview with Kristen. Kristen is so much fun to talk to, and as we've established in prior podcasts, we both love history, so everything that she was talking about, I find so fascinating. I do, too, and just, too, learning about the streets. I mean, yeah, Headley, I didn't know it was named after anybody, but here we are. Exactly. We drive on these streets every day, but it's nice to learn why they were named um, and who they were named for. Yeah, most definitely. All right, should we jump into the Fast Five? Let's do it. So I think it's worth uh, giving one more plug to the Ada uh, Historical Society's wreath sale coming up. Make sure you order early. These beautiful, fresh Michigan wreaths always go fast. Always, and they are beautiful. All right, jumping into number two, Lawn Homes was recently featured in Cosmopolitan Home Magazine for a Best of Spring 2023 home. It was titled, Get Your Game On. The home features custom full-size indoor basketball volleyball court, and this home was designed in collaboration with Dixon Architect. I saw the article, and that house looks absolutely amazing. That, I mean, a whole, or an indoor basketball and volleyball court? So much fun. Count us in. I know. On the holidays with family. Love exactly. it. Next up, Paradigm Fitness has a Veterans Day workout event. This is a 100% free event to participate in. But if you feel inclined to donate, uh, Paradigm will be accepting donations for K-9s for Warriors at the event. That organization pairs struggling veterans with service dogs. Such a great organization. Such a great organization. And... I have seen personally the benefit of service dogs with veterans, and it is astonishing. It is 
life-saving, really. All right, number four is the window competition. Watch as the business's windows become a winter scene. As of last year, we started this window competition and the businesses design their own winter windows. You as the community get to vote and the winning window gets a $500 gift card purchased from their business and given to one of you guys, the community voters. We are super excited. It creates a whole winter wonderland. That was one of my favorite things going on in December last year. It is so much fun to see all the windows come alive, to see the creativity of each business, and to see all the families walking around, checking out the windows. And it's so much fun also for to see who wins through the public voting. It is, yeah. And last year, Garage Bar won. If you guys saw their windows, it was amazing. And it was actually an employee who designed it, which was also amazing. <laughs> yes, that same employee designed their pumpkin that won the pumpkin carving and decorating contest for Pumpkin Prowl. So lots of great creativity going on there. And last up, we wanted to note that Nona's Pantry has already started orders for Thanksgiving items. Those always sell out fast, so do not delay. Get on their website, check out their social media, and get your Thanksgiving dishes ordered soon. And it's always delicious. Yes. All right, if you want to keep up with what is happening in Ada, learn about the businesses, and participate in upcoming events, follow Discover Ada and the ABA on social media and subscribe to this podcast. Thanks for listening. Now try to keep up. <laughs>